Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Okay, you don't just go into a shelter and take a dog home. It doesn't work like that. Well, I mean, I think it more used to, but it sure doesn't now. You don't just go in there like to a CVS and say, hi, I'll take this dog and you leave 10 minutes later. I would like the meanest looking dog you have, that one right there. I mean, I bet that dog is probably very nice, but whatever. Anyway, The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey, peeps, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies and bring you our out-of-this-world opinions and spoilery spoilers. I'm Tara. And good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, depending on where you're listening. Mm -hmm. I am Matt. Fear the dark. As the Barrett family's peaceful suburban life is rocked by an escalating series of disturbing events, they come to learn that a terrifying and deadly force is after them, one which may have arrived from beyond the stars. 2013's Dark Skies. That was my attempt at a dramatic voice. Um, but, and uh, this, this was, I have to say right at the top, requested by a friend of mine, Judy L. Thank you, so Judy. thank you, Judy L., for the, uh, for the request. Yeah. Yes, I would say thank you because I enjoyed it. I... Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see, this was written and directed by Scott Stewart. I don't know um, if Scott... See, you, you, can't, you can't trust people with two first names, though. Oh, see, well... Right? Isn't that there what you they go. say? So he also wrote and directed Legion, oh, which I, haven't I seen... thought was a super cool movie. Okay, I, I haven't, I've not seen that. So it's I um, Paul Bettany. I can't say. Yeah, I thought that was a really awesome movie. So I was eh? okay with this one. I like it. <laughs> I, 
I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was uh, scary. And I, yeah, I liked it. I mean, we will discuss more later. I think, yeah, um, we'll discuss more later. But yeah, I, I, liked I mean, yeah, we'll it talk was a more bit later. It was squirmy, made me kind of squirmy and kind of anxious watching it. And I'll explain it all, I guess. But okay. Yeah, I yeah we'll talk about it. And I have some, some, I enjoyed it. Research on aliens Ooh. a little bit, just a little bit. Aliens. About too. Um, they're real, they're real, right? Spoiler alert. Yeah. There are aliens in this movie. Now, aliens are real. Is that right? Is that, is that <laughs> That's my like word of the day. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if they're real. I well, personally think they might be real, but may not have actually visited us. That there are probably other forms of life in the universe, mm. but that they haven't necessarily come in like in little spaceships and like little gr- gr- the grays, as they call them, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know if right now is the forum to discuss if aliens are real or not, but well, we can jump. In I mean, here. why the hell not? Yeah, that conversation could take days, though. So that's true. So, so uh, this was originally pitched as a found footage film apparently okay. which i'm wondering that, but... how different that would have made it mm, i have thoughts but i don't know how i don't know i i think this is better with the structured story i liked it i think yeah i think we wouldn't have gotten as much of the families like interactions mm-hmm. that's right if it had been found footage yeah. and found um, footage has been done to death i'm tired of it i don't want to see it anymore unless you're watching blair witch project for the umpteenth time that's what i it's not i haven't seen it that many times <laughs> Um, no, that's what I mean though. It's like, it's been done. And that was like the Holy grail. And I don't need, it's like, it's like sharks. I've seen jaws. I don't yeah. need any, I don't need any more shark movies. I thought, you know what? I thought Cloverfield did it pretty well too. Yeah, that was okay. They did it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and the first one, actually the original really OG is we got to talk about the last broadcast one day. That really is kind of like, okay. One day we'll talk about that footage. then for sure. So, but anyway, yeah. Um, so, okay. So we open with a quote. Hmm. two possibilities exist oh, yeah, either we are alone in the universe or we are not and both are equally terrifying <laughs> I, that was i thought that was pretty great because it's true it is pretty scary either way I think thought, about it, right i thought that was really good and yeah. then we get then we get the title of dark skies yeah. and we see all these different shots of sub of suburbia um and all the trappings thereof right and that was great with really the unnerving music it wasn't like friendly pleasant music it was like something's wrong here yeah and it was these like like very like people on bikes Uh uh you know sprinklers going across the lawn kids having water fights you know people on little walks around their neighborhood someone watching tv all these like Typical, like not scary things. <laughs> Typical, all white suburban people. Yes. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely all white suburban yeah. people. Yeah, with just that um, music that was not friendly music. So you're like, yeah, this is weird. This is not right. Yeah, and then so then we cut to a cookout with Carrie Russell as Lacey. Okay, so Carrie Russell, who I hope you all have seen, um, the Americans. Uh, the American. Well, that earlier show than that was so good. She's but in even that. before that, she was Felicity. So I never saw, I mean, I've seen an episode or two. I, was that on like 20, 25 years ago or something? Old show, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. 20, 20 years maybe. ago, maybe? I just know her from The Americans, which is, which is on FX. It was awesome. It was so good. I'm sure you can watch it somewhere streaming now. Please. It's, it's really, 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 really good. Cool. I have not seen The Americans. Oh, so I've only it. seen her as Felicity. Love it. But yeah, she's done a lot of work. She's good. She's a good actress. 
Yeah, she's a good actress. So it's her as Lacey and Josh Hamilton as Daniel. And Josh Hamilton, Not the more player. recently, no, but more recently, he's been on um, a season of American Horror Story. Oh, that's, I'm trying to place him. He's, and okay, he what, was in what that year TV show, 13 Reasons Why. I'm not sure what year. I just know he okay. was on a season. That's where it's from, because I've seen, I, I love AHS. And I'm trying to place this guy and I could not figure it out. Okay, that's what it's from. It has to be. Yeah, he's been on AHS. And then okay. he was also in um, 13 Reasons Why, I've not seen um, which is a more like teenager, like drama. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I think he plays somebody's dad in that or, okay. or a teacher. Uh, I can't remember. They're both very good though. Yeah. So they're having a cookout while their youngest son, Sam, plays with a lizard he caught. That's right. Um, and then- yeah, they're like, there's something about its tail came off and she's like, maybe we should let it go. And he's like, no, I'm going to nurse it back to health. Right. So he's, he's a cutie, but, um, oh, but Carrie Russell was actually the only, their first choice and their only choice for the female lead. So, really? and she wasn't really, she's not really into genre films, mm. but she liked the project because it was a mother like fighting for her family. Okay. So she yep. wouldn't normally have done a, a, a genre film like this. And then while they're having their cookout, their older son, Jesse, is watching porn at his friend Kevin's house. Yes, I forgot about the porn. Yeah, he's watching porn and they call him to come home for the party because um, they're like cooking out ahead of a party that they're having. Mm -hmm. And then at the party, Daniel, the dad, argues with Jesse about him hanging out with Kevin because Kevin's a little bit older and he thinks he's like not a good influence. He, yes, he's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, he's a troublemaker, right? Or he yeah. thinks he is. He, he thinks he is at least. Um, and his and the dad thinks he is, Daniel thinks he is. So that night, Lacey rebuffs Daniel when he tries to get frisky. Uh, re rebuff, I love that word. So yeah, so we learned that they are not, in a great place in their marriage right now not so much um we will find out later that it's because he is out of work and yep. he's having trouble finding a job yep so uh also that night sam and jesse the two brothers are talking on their walkie-talkies and i bedroom, love that the walkie -talkies. Cute. yeah that's great um yeah i love it too i had a walkie-talkie when i was a kid and it was like the best thing ever i, I, I want a walkie-talkie now <laughs> yeah oh my god i was kid forget we would that. play um we would play basically a big game of hide and go seek, but we would have two people be it and they would get walkie talkie so they could tell people where, where they saw someone and like hone in on them to catch them. You know what you do? You get a, you get a set and you go on a road trip when you have multiple people driving so you can grab the walkie talkies and you guys yep. just talk to each other. Like someone's We've 20, done that too. 20 minutes ahead. Where's the traffic jam, right? <laughs> I mean, now you can do that with a phone. No, but it's but so much more fun with a walkie talkie. Forget the phone. No. We definitely used to do it with walkie talkies when yes. we didn't have unlimited minutes. Oh, you got to have walkie talkies. So much better. Um, so they're talking with the walkie talkies and they're talking about um, the Sandman. Yes. And Sammy is afraid of the Sandman. And Jesse's sort of like big brother scaring him. But then he says like, oh, well, he wouldn't come for you anyways. He'd like, he'd be after me first because I'm bigger. Mm. Um, so that's that actually comes back later like mm -hmm. almost at the end of the movie yes. um and then Lacey gets up in the middle of the night and she finds the fridge door open yep. and like food just all over the floor Rains. and the back door is open too um and then 
she like, I guess they just clean it up and like, she thinks the kids did it or something. Right. Um, and then the next morning, Daniel goes out for an interview. It doesn't really go very well, or he doesn't think it went very well, at least. And he gets home and he's looking at their bills. And when Lacey comes in, he tells her, oh, no, it went great. Past due and everything. Yeah, everything's yeah. past due. Yeah. But he tells her the interview went well. Right. So, and it's at that point, you're like, dude, don't lie to your wife. You're just going to get in so much trouble for this. <laughs> yeah. It, it's don't do that. Not a good plan. People, no, your not. wife knows she'll find out at some point. Do not lie to not your go well. Just don't lie to your spouse or yeah, significant other in general. It's, it's usually not a good idea. Yeah. The scary movie project life pro tips, guys, There you <laughs> don't go. lie to your spouse. No, they will it. find out eventually. Yeah. It's probably not good. So, um, that night, Lacey catches Sam on the walkie-talkie with Jesse, and she tells him it's time to go to sleep. So she makes him put the walkie-talkie away. And she wakes up in the middle of the night again. <laughs> yeah, and she wakes up in the middle of the night again. And we hear this, like, high-pitched tone, like like tinnitus type of sound. Um, and she goes in the kitchen, and not only are, like, things aren't just strewn around on the floor. They are, like, in this strange configuration of towers. Everything is, like, stacked, yeah. And then they seem to be projecting concentric circles onto the ceiling somehow. It's weird. And Sammy comes down and she's like asking what happened. He tells her the Sandman did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, for the Spanish dub, Sandman was translated as El Fantasma or the ghost. El Fantasma. Because the Sandman, as we know, the Sandman who like puts sleep in your eyes and makes you go to sleep is totally unknown in Spain. So okay. they had to make it something else. Okay. Elephant. I like that though. El Fantasma. El Fantasma. I like El Fantasma. It. Yeah. Oh, it's El Fantasma. Okay. So like this time they call a policeman and he comes and suggests that maybe it was someone in the house and they try to explain it like this wasn't just someone sleep eating and he right. doesn't really seem concerned. He just tells them like, turn the alarm well, on. He's almost like, he feels like he's, he's wasting his time with them basically. He's yeah. Like, yeah. And they've right. had their alarm turned off because they're, they're running low on cash. So he says, just turn the alarm back on. Yep. Um, and uh, then Lacey, her job is real estate. So she's showing a young family, a house that she has to sell. And the little girl has an asthma attack. And then Lazy tells the mom, like, it'll get earlier. It'll, I mean, it'll get easier. Like early on when, when our older son was young, he was really sick. And like, we with thought every, it was going to be sick really with bad. Everything, right. Yeah. He, he got everything all the time and, and he's fine now. So she's like, it'll get easier. Um, and then of course, when the woman asks if the house is a good opportunity, well, she tells her they can probably do better. I was going to say, bad. right. And it's some old, like beat up, like seventies house too, isn't it? It's all like, it's, it's totally out of date, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause there's later on, she's with a couple and she's telling them like, it's such a good fixer upper. Like you can make it your own really mm-hmm. and, right. and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, it's definitely a, it's fixer a challenge upper. for her to, it, it, it's not an easy property to sell. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that night in bed, Lacey figures out that Daniel lied about the job. See, we told you it always happens. Um, she finds out that he lied about it going well and they fight. And then Sammy calls Jesse on the walkie. Cause he's like, he can hear them fighting His and he thinks their gonna dad's going to leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Jesse's like, no, he's not like, just go to sleep. You'll, it's fine. Go to sleep. So now we see the alarm and we see that it is armed again yep. and it goes off and Daniel goes downstairs to see what's going on. Which by the way, can I mention something here? I'm sorry. 
he goes down there without, I mean, whatever your preference is, a, a gun, a baseball bat, something in Nothing. your hand. He just goes. I have a metal baseball bat. That's accurate. And a, and a piece of pipe in my bedroom. So if anyone ever comes by, so if anyone ever wants to break into my house, by the way, I'm going to bash your, your brains in. Like that's, yeah. What, what is this guy doing? He's got nothing as he goes down the stairs to see if someone broke into his house. I don't really understand that, but whatever. Note to self, do not surprise Matt. Because <laughs> all my dog is going to do is greet you and let you in the house and say, here. Yeah, my here. dogs are just going to be yeah. like, hey, 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 a visitor play with us. Yeah, so that's yeah. So he just goes downstairs, see what's going on. And the call center tells them, well, there must have just been a, a system malfunction because all the sensors were tripped right. at once. So I'm going to say one thing, and this is, I, I don't know if people would have security systems. We had one when I was a kid growing up. And I'm going to tell you something, that thing malfunctioned, like did create, it went off sometimes, numerous times, I'm telling you, with nothing tripping it. The, I, I, I have seen these things go off like that before. And eventually we were like, forget this, we're getting rid of it. And my parents got rid of it. Because it was like a hassle. Like seriously, it went off we, by itself like three or four times in, in, in like a two-year span. We had growing up when I was um, like a teenager, we had the kind that it was based on like the volume of air in your house so that it was supposed to be if an outer door opened, it would sense that like the uh -huh. volume of air had changed, the air pressure yeah. had changed or whatever. Sure. Then it would go off. But sometimes someone would open a, an inner door like Hard, too hard or too fast right. and it would go off because of that because like all of a sudden it would yeah, be like whoosh with air and it would it would go off anyways and i don't know if it was something like that we had or what but because that thing was weird and it just i don't know and it became just a pain in the butt so i don't know if anyone out there has had security alarm problems but whatever but anyway but obviously this was not the reason that in the movie that right right <laughs> but but so all the sensors were tripped at once which is weird yeah. And then they notice that all of the photos on there, they have like a huge photo wall That's with crazy. tons of photos and they're all out of the frames. They're all gone. So it's all like, they're not hung. They're like, they're like on a, um, is it's like, it's like a, like a hutch or like an entertainment center or something. Right. Yeah. And so, but they are right. hung on the entertainment. Center. Oh, are they? Like, I thought they were, yeah, thought they were yeah, standing. No, there's, okay. There's okay. both. There's some that are standing. There's some okay. that are like hung up They're everywhere. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, all the photos are gone. Right. And yeah, they've all been removed and the frames are just like, they're empty in their places. Like the so the police officer comes back again. He still thinks it was the kid. And the alarm installer says he couldn't find anything wrong. So like, still like nobody's believing them that anything's weird going so, on. So back to the photos. I've always had this hilarious idea. I'm going to take all the pictures out of my house of like people, you know, my family and friends. And I'm going to go to the, the store and I'm going to buy all those frames that have the pre-arranged random people inside mm -hmm. them. And I'm just going to display them in my house. <laughs> so when anyone comes okay. over, they'll say, who are these people? And I'll say, well, these are my friends and family. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure someone else has thought of this ridiculous idea. That's weird. It, but it's funny, right? But okay. <laughs> you would laugh. If you went into someone's house and you saw that, you'd probably start laughing, right? Yes. Yes, I, you would. Right, right before I right. backed out the door. I'm, I'm probably the only person. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not the only person that finds this funny, but anyway. I would laugh. And then yes, I would laugh. slowly back away. You'd laugh because you'd think, this is funny. This person <laughs> bought the photo albums and kept the pictures of the people that came with it. It's funny. I feel like for the album, though, you would have to like 
Xerox more or something because there's only the one in the front. So for the albums, you would have to get a whole bunch of I them. Mean, it would be some work. I wouldn't really actually do it. So yeah, the conversation ends right there anyway. So well, true, but, but yeah, I would, I don't know. I would laugh, but I would be like, this dude's a little weird. Okay. Well, at least, at least, of you'd course laugh. we're both a little weird. So I'm okay. You know what? As that, long as you laugh and that was the main thing. So anyway. So, um, so now Lacey and Daniel, sit the kids down to ask them if they did this because they're like, okay, we don't know what else could have happened. And Lacey asks if Sam dreamed about the Sandman again. And if he took the photos and um, he won't talk. So she says, it's okay. You can tell us. And he says, I can't, he told me not to. Mm. I know. Right. Um, So Daniel goes through Sammy's room looking for the photos and he, as he and Lacey are fighting and Daniel keeps scratching behind his ear. He says he has right. like a bite or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daniel takes Sammy to the playground and Sammy pees himself and then like stares into space when well, Daniel tries like, to talk to him. He like just like kirks out and like freezes up. It's just yeah, yeah, he just he's just like staring off into space, right. not reacting. And then all of a sudden he just screams yes. bloody murder. Um, and then I guess at the same time, Lacey is cleaning. And a bird flies in the window and dies. And then mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of birds just start flying into all the windows. That would be so scary, right? That would freak <laughs> me out so I, bad. I have definitely seen a bird fly into a window and like keep flying and like whatever. I've seen that happen. But yeah, I, I can't imagine like a bunch of birds hitting a window and dying. Yeah. That would freak me out. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, Kevin is hanging out with Jesse at at their house, at not at Jesse's house, at not at Kevin's house, at Jesse's house, um, while the birds are being cleaned up and tells him it's, and uh, Kevin is like, oh, it's the start of an outbreak and you're going to be quarantined. Um, and then Lacey and Daniel try to talk to Sammy about what happened in the park, but Sammy doesn't even remember it. He, doesn't he know. says, I remember going onto the grass floor with the other kids and yep. then it wasn't me anymore. Yep. So Lacey and Daniel are like, okay, that's it. We may be on, on, in dire straits with money but we're calling a psychiatrist like, this stuff morning. is like, like starting he's to going pile to a therapist right, yeah it's just more up. and more weird things yeah it doesn't i mean happen. to be honest i would already be like what the hell when well, there was like a a food tower with projections on my you know ceiling? what though i think to the point if someone like you or i did this or something this happened i think we'd start already being in tune with something supernatural only because we've right. seen it and like we'd be under because some people just weird things happen to people. And they don't think twice about what may be causing it. They think of a rational thing when the reality is, I'm going to tell you, man, things happen to people in the world that don't have rational answers. They don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't and, know what took them so long no. to like Dude, say we're going to go to a therapist or something. I mean, they talk houses, to the police, but people's houses are haunted. I mean, that stuff is real. And like, I'm telling you this stuff is real. And anyway, yeah, they just, some people can't wrap their head around that and refuse to believe that something like that could actually be happening to them. So, yeah. So you believe in ghosts? Sure. I'm like, I do, but like, I, I don't I'm just still watch, kind of skeptical. I don't just watch this stuff for entertainment. I believe there's something there's gotta be right. I mean, I don't I know. I think there's something out there. I don't, I just never know. Like there's I have had a people... couple experiences when I was really young, but I was so young that I'm like, maybe I just like, remember it funny. I feel like there's just too many experiences and there's too many people that talk about it for it not to be real. So fair. That's fair. I don't know. Um, so that that's not night, for today though, that's for another time. Yeah. That's another time when we have a ghost movie Ooh, yes. or talk about ghosts on a live stream or something. 
So that night, Lacey hears Sam talking. And when she goes into his room, she sees someone in the dark. Oh, and yeah. She turns on the light real quick. And Scary. Sam isn't there. And neither is anyone else. Like she saw someone like over his bed. Nobody's there. So she and Daniel like run around the house looking for him. And it turns out he's walking down the front walkway to the street with that blank look on his face again. Yeah. And Daniel calls his name and he shakes him and he finally comes to and he says, why are we outside? Yeah. And Lacey swears she saw someone standing over his bed, but Daniel doesn't believe her. So uh, then Daniel is in the bathroom. We get a shot of Daniel in the bathroom looking at the itchy spot behind his ear in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And it's like all red and raw and icky. Mm -hmm. And there's like little like evenly spaced dots on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and this, um, is where, this is where it is to me, it was kind of getting like, you're not squirming in your seat, but you're kind of moving around like, yeah, this stuff is like piling up and it's getting like, and, and, and it's done yeah. in, a, in a fairly believable way that these things are happening. See, it's, and it's kind of scary. The things that happen are definitely freaky to me, but I don't yeah. think it ever had me really squirming in my seat or scared because mm -hmm. I feel like the writing didn't make me care about the characters enough. Okay. That's fair. And that, like, that's, for that's me, the that's I was the like, problem. I yeah, know. I was like, eh, these characters, like, it. I don't really, they're not making me care about them. Right. So I'm not that scared, Okay, but I, I do think that I think probably everything, or at least close to it that happens in this movie, I think people say have happened to them. Sure. That's what I mean. Like this. Yeah. And so then, and it, it, it takes a minute that's creepy to me yeah like that's what creeps me out more yeah. than like watching the movie and being like sucked in with the family mm -hmm. and like caring about them a lot sure. um so jesse breaks into the house that his mom's trying to sell with kevin and these two cute girls one of whom is shelly and he grabs her boob well yeah he <laughs> says well well better yet he does what they saw on the porno. Yes, I know. It's so says, great. I love it. You've been a bad girl and, and grabs her boob um, and she gets all mad at him. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh my God. That was such a great scene. But then she asks him if he's ever kissed a girl. And when yeah. she realized that he totally hasn't, she she's like, kisses right. him. She's like, all right, fine. Let's just do this. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. yeah, she's like, all right, I'm going to kiss him now. Like I'm no. mad at him for grabbing my boob, but I'm going to kiss him anyways. They're like, they're like 14 years old. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> yeah well yeah they're probably something like that I guess. Might, and then kevin might be, might be like more like 16 or something maybe they're maybe i mean they're actually younger than that actually but i don't know whatever i don't that know was, yeah i'm not sure 20, 12 13 maybe um so as jesse rides his bike home in the dark a street lamp goes out above him and he gets real nervous so uh, nothing comes of that it's just another weird like little mm -hmm. thing that happens sure um then Daniel adds security cameras all around the house so that oh, they can see what happens at night. So now he's like, really like, we're going to figure this shit out. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame him. And uh, that night, Daniel is watching the security camera feed, but he falls asleep in front of it and wakes up in the morning. He rewinds it to see what happened the night before. And at like 2.31 AM, a glitch goes through each of the camera feeds in turn mm -hmm. and then back the other way. And so just like, remember the security guy told him, you know, there was a breach at every entry point at exactly the same right, time. Right, right. So it's not so, exactly the same. It's like rolling. Yeah. Well, and then it goes I mean, back. Right. But yeah, it's close. It's close enough. So now Lacey is showing a couple the house that she was trying to sell. And she has this like fit mid-sentence. That was so. And then she walks God. to the back door and starts banging her head against it. Yeah. 
And I, I, and I she, was sitting there watching it going, y'all better stop her before she busts but, her head but it's, right it's, through that door. Yeah, and it's all freaky. But then she wakes oh up in goodness. bed and you're like, oh, it was just a dream. It's that they're, classic, like, oh, right. dream. Yeah, I they're love faking that. us out. Right. But she goes into the bathroom and she's got blood on her hairline. Yes, she does. So her realtor's office calls and, you know, and is like, so this happened and it's weird. And so now we know that like, okay, this definitely really happened. Well, then remember, because, you know, she's saying, she, what, are you, what are you talking about this morning? And she looks at her phone and her phone says 3.15 in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So that so, was a great, that was a well done. Cause that was like, Ooh, damn. Like, right. So now she's was, lost time. Like that was not a dream. This did happen the way they did it. That was really clever of them. That was well done. I thought. Yeah. And the, the realtor's officer boss tells her to take some time off. He's like, I'm not so, asking you to, I'm telling you to call me when you're better. And she's like, no, no, no. Right. But yeah. Oh man. So now she's got no income stream either. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> Eek. Yeah. Um, and then the wildlife center that had been there checking out the bird issue calls Oh, right. And says they found out that the birds, because originally they were like, sometimes this will happen, like a whole flock will like lose their way. Mm -hmm. But they're like, wait, um, this wasn't one flock. This was three flocks and they mm -hmm. were all coming from different directions. Yeah. Crazy. So she says, it's as if something was drawing them to your home. <laughs> and, you know, we know what that is, right? So Lacey looks up mass bird deaths online, and this is when she starts to figure out what's going on. She sees signs that you've been chosen. Your home is marked on one mm -hmm. of the sites, and it shows a photo what was like, like what was on the ceiling in her kitchen. Yeah. And then Dana comes home, and he got a job. He actually got the job. Yeah. And he, he actually as, got the job. As he was leaving the place. The guy was like, yeah, this looks great. Let's do it. And he's like, really? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that was Yeah. Great. Yeah. So he comes home. He tells Lacey. Um, she gets so excited that she decides not to tell him what she found right away so they can celebrate. Right. So this is one of my issues with the, the characters is that I feel like she, it almost seems like she doesn't love him at all when he doesn't have a job and then he gets a job and all of a sudden she wants to celebrate and, and have sex and loves him. And uh, it's like, to me, it's like, it's so much more complicated than that. And it yeah. just, or it should be. Okay. And they, and I felt like that was one of the things where I was like, you kind of let me down on the characterization and the like relationships. Okay. All so right. that's a little bit where I felt like that or a lot of where I felt like that. Okay. Um, so they celebrate, they go to sleep. Lacey wakes up in the middle of the night again and Daniel isn't in bed. Oh yeah. And the kids are staying out of the house that night. So she walks around looking for him and he's standing in the backyard with his eyes and mouth wide open. Yeah, that was very weird. And then his nose starts to just <laughs> gush blood. Bleeding. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. it's just like bleh, all yeah. out of his nose. And he turns around and walks into the kitchen and then he comes to and he's like, what am I doing you know in the what? kitchen? I tell you what, I, I'll be honest. I thought he, that scene, I thought he was going to grab a kitchen knife and like stab himself to death, like slit his throat. Oh God. That's honestly what okay. I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to be this just horribly violent moment. And, um, I was ready. I was prepared for that. It, thankfully, I guess it didn't happen because the story, would. <laughs> yeah. you know, the story had to keep, we, we had to keep going, but we had to keep going with them. Was, and and oh, there, man, yeah, that's what I, I, I just had this in my mind if that was going to happen. Ooh. So now Lacey's like, all right, I got to tell him what's going on. So she tells him what happened to her at as the showing as he's sitting there, like trying to Right, trying to like get rid of his bloody nose. His yeah, bloody oh nose. my god! And she shows him what she found online and tells him her alien theory. Yep. And she shows him a drawing by a boy that looks like one that Sam drew. 
Um, and the boy disappeared after they had disturbances for weeks. And she wants to go talk to a guy in the city who claims to be an expert. But Daniel doesn't believe it. He says there's got to be another answer. See, that's what I mean. That always, always going for, you know, your, 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 your human mind tells you it's got to be something rational when there, sometimes it's just right. not. It's just not. Sometimes it just isn't rational. No, like, it's, it's not. not always. It's not always the rational thing. No. So then at the pool, Sammy won't take his shirt off. And a Ooh, friend's yeah, mom means, pulls oh, up his man. shirt to see and asks him to tell her who did this to him. Mm. Um, so meanwhile, Jesse and Kevin are walking in the woods talking about the girls they were with. And Kevin starts chasing Jesse with a paint gun. Yeah. And is like shooting him with a paint I gun, just, just being a dick. Yeah. And Jesse runs and it then does. he finds himself alone in the woods and he leans back with his eyes rolled back and his mouth wide open and just like stands there. Um, so now like things are happening to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then at the hospital, the doctor tells Lacey and Daniel that he thinks Jesse's outburst seems to be an emotional thing. And that he has these geometric brands on his body. So he has to refer them to child services and they can Pro- like expect a visit. Protocol, he said he's got to do it. Yeah. Right? And then he asks if Jesse and his friends might be doing anything strange. Now I'm going to say this. Oh. This is another issue where I was like, wait okay. a minute. All right. If you find a kid with brands on his body yeah. and you're calling child protective services, I feel like they're sending someone out right away. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are the hosts of the Common Mystics podcast. If you enjoy creepy stories, road trips, haunted locations, history, and mysteries, then the Common Mystics podcast is for you. Check out our website at commonmystics.net. Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your favorite pods. I feel like they're not going to visit your house in a few days because you branded a kid. Uh, You know? Yeah. Okay. Fair. Like that seems a little like lackadaisical to me. I don't know. Maybe I don't know about CPS, but I feel like they would go out. You you don't want to know. Nobody wants to know about CPS. So that's not not a good thing. Um, It depends. Yeah. I mean, just because it's serious doesn't mean it's going to happen like overnight, but that's a fair point though. And the CPS thing never comes back. Like, yeah, you're right. Does it? It never comes back. It's no. just like the one thread of it. And then she, it's- she, she only mentions later when they're in the house that one day that they're going to get the call. And then, yeah, you're right. Well, the story drastically goes in a different place. Also. Well, yeah, yeah. But I felt like, well, how- <laughs> We're past that. I felt like, how quick does this all happen that, uh, that they yeah. don't even hear from CPS? So I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Good point though. So they go to Kevin's house because now they think maybe Kevin did this to jesse and daniel attacks him asking him what he did to their son to someone and just some 15 whatever year old kid and just tries to start fighting with them oh yeah he just he just what are you doing completely attacks him and um oh my god and so the you know that's just happens like we're like what the what the hell just happened here and then the friend's mom brings sammy home yeah and Lacey blows up at Daniel after this and asks if he did it to their sons, if he's the one who did it, which is another issue that I have with the movie. Okay. So if you, if you watch Amityville Horror and she wonders if the dad did, you know, did things, 
you see it because there's a darkness to him. Mm-hmm. Like you see that darkness. This guy is like, the only thing we've seen is him attack this kid who may have branded his son, mm-hmm. which I'm like, I feel like it's a, it's a leap to be like, oh, this guy who's been nothing but sweet and good and kind, except yeah. for this one outburst for a guy who may have branded his son. Now I think maybe he did is abusing our kids out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's just that desperation. Like it just, everything is going wrong. I have to look at every possible scenario. Yeah. It just didn't seem, I don't know, motivated to me. It didn't seem built up in the story. Do you it's know what panic. I mean? It's panic. It's just panic. And it's, yeah, I, I don't know. That's the only thing I can yeah, think of. Maybe why so. would, you know, I guess so. When, when your yeah. life is unraveling like that, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not thinking clearly. You're, you're not thinking rationally. To, to think, yeah. you know, why would someone, you know, that's just outbursts or like become the norm at that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, like honestly, even we just talked about the shining, like in the shining, right, I can right. see why she asks if he well, did that to yeah, Danny. Like he is already, right. He's already done something like that. Like they've built it into the story that there might be a reason for her to ask and that. And there's nobody else there. So. And then, but this is just, and then also it, it doesn't come to anything. Like she no. asks him, he gets mad. And then we cut to, him sitting in front of the camera feed again. Yeah, that's true. And then they never like argue about it. Storyline that goes no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yet again, it just sort of happens. Right. Um. It's like they took the beats of these movies, but they didn't like connect them together. Okay. That's my issue with it. Okay. Um. So that night, Daniel's sitting at the camera feed, and he sees the camera in Sammy's room go crazy. So he goes up to Sam's room and Sam sits up and he's got black holes in his eyes. And then yes. Daniel wakes up at the screens and this time it really was a dream. And he goes through the night before frame by frame and he finds one where he can see like one frame on each camera feed where he can see like tall, black, wispy figures mm-hmm. yep. in each camera feed. And then Daniel goes to talk to Lacey. She's in bed and he tells her he's ready to believe now. Mm-hmm. So the next day they go to see the alien expert. Um, it, it, it's the guy from the, from the uh, insurance commercial. What's the, uh, is JK Simmons. His name is JK Simmons. He's in a bunch of things and I love him. Is, I can't, I can't think offhand. Well, okay. I, I, what I, I love him, but he's in a ton of stuff. He's in Patriots day. I can tell you that. Okay. Um, but isn't he the guy on the, um, uh, uh insurance commercials? I think he might be in a series what, of insurance commercials. What's, yeah. What's the insurance company? He does those one. Farmers, farmers I, insurance. I think it is. Oh, is it I farmers? Think, I think he's he's the guy that does farmers. So we we we've seen everything. Okay. So we know how to protect everything. Yeah, I, think I mean that's he's in he's in everything. He's, he's in good. Whip, he's, he's great. He's in Whiplash. He's in Juno. He's in La La Land. He's in Spider Man. He's a great actor. Yes, he like yes he's yeah, he's, he's the, in he's the uh, asshole uh, newspaper guy in Spider Man, right? He's in the cartoon series um uh BoJack Horseman. <laughs> What was the um? He was on Veronica Mars, which you know I love. Who? What was? Yeah, the he, new he, Veronica Mars. Yeah, he, he's the newspaper guy from Spider-Man. Yep, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. he's great. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's in everything. It's very good. Very good. Um, and he's one of those people who like nobody knows who he is, but he's brilliant. Nice, no, very good. So, anyways, he's the alien expert, yep. and his whole living room is papered with alien stuff. His whole house. <laughs> and he has cats, and they're like, oh, he has a lot of oh, cats. Yeah, why? And he comes in and says. Well, cats don't care about them. And you know what? They he say used that to though. live in the suburbs, but the neighbor's dogs barked all the time and it got annoying. So well, they say that 
dogs animals but really dogs can like have they say some some of they they have that sense where they can think yeah like, a, like an entity or but something it's funny like that. because i've always heard that cats have the sense for ghosts well i think animals in general they say have some sort of yeah. sense for this so yeah but that, apparently cats don't care about aliens okay well there you go if you're all worried about aliens get cats so or if you if you are worried about aliens getting you then get dogs yes which they do later on um, so he tells them there are three types of aliens and this is, this is like actual, like real theory on aliens. Um, I put that in quotes, but I don't know why it may, okay. it may be true. It may not, but this All is right. real theory on aliens that there are grays. Yep. Yeah. The grays, the insectoids okay. and the reptilians. I don't like the um, names of really any of those, quite frankly, they, they no, kinda, none of them sound kind of frightening. <laughs> like none of them sound, uh, sweet and fluffy pleasing. Yeah. They all sound a little creepy. Yeah. Um, although I think I read somewhere that like the grays and the reptilians might be like linked that the, the grays might work for the reptilians or be their slaves or something. I don't know. But he says he's not sure he believes in sectoids or reptilians. And then he gives them this test to see if they're really experiencing alien visitations. That's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and he finishes the test and he just tells them, "You're not alone in this." Yep. <laughs> and he says, "There's nothing special that made the aliens choose them. Like they're not special. It's just like lab rats. And the yeah. grays seem to be like death and taxes, a fact of life." Yes. He says, "You probably already have implants. That's how they control you." Um, and that's when they figure out that that Daniel's he's the thing like, behind no, his ear, he looks at it and he's like, that's an implant. Yeah. <laughs> he's and like, he, that's implant. And then he shows him his. He shows him his, he says he can't remove them. He's and tried just, multiple times with just, his. Just when he thinks he's about to get it, it goes deeper. And I was like, oh yeah, ugh, so creepy and gross. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, um, yeah, you're not gonna get an implant out that an alien did to you. That's not gonna happen. You can't do that. I mean, <laughs> not if they're as technologically advanced as people seem to think they are. As we've been told, yes. Yeah, if they're that technologically advanced, you're not gonna beat so them. I, I will mention this scene. I, I, I like it because anytime you can talk about a ridiculous premise, which I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people believe this to be a ridiculous premise. Mm -hmm. And make it believable in that scene. It was done well. I think I I, I really enjoyed that because that was something that could just be so silly, and um, but was done to me when I was done with it. I was like, "Ooh, wow, that was pretty good." You know. Well, and I love that, uh, despite the paper walls, the walls full of alien mm, stuff and everything. Right. Once he starts talking, he doesn't seem like a crazy. He seems no, like he seems like yep. when you go to the when you go to the college to find out something from a professor who studied this for many that's, years, he seems very, that's what I mean. Well reasoned like, and, yeah, it's, and it's believable and yeah. And, and yeah, reasonable. Um, right. so he also tells them that everything that's happening to them, this isn't the beginning of something. It's the end. It's when that? they Wasn't reveal something? themselves. It's they've when they get ready them. to take someone. He's been tracking that. They've been watching these people for probably years, yep. maybe decades, who knows, right? Isn't that crazy? Yep. So he says they almost always abduct the family member who they show an interest in yeah. or who they first show first, an interest in. First, right, right. And that's Sammy, they say. So they might they be able think. to stop the, yeah, they think. So they might be able to stop the grace from taking him, but they have to stay together and act quickly. Yep. So Daniel buys a gun. Yes. Lacey adopts a dog. Oh, okay. All right. So, so more to your, to your plot hole problem. Okay. You don't just go into a shelter and take a dog home. It doesn't work like that. Right. Well, I mean, I think it more used to, but it sure doesn't now. You don't just go in there like to a CVS and say, hi, 
I'll take this dog and you leave 10 minutes later. Like, that doesn't I happen. would like the meanest looking dog you have, that one right there. I mean, I bet that dog is probably very nice, but whatever. Anyway. Also, I had a problem with, it seems to me, it doesn't make sense to buy the barkiest dog because she gets the dog who's already barking at them. Yeah. If you want the dog to bark just when there's aliens and let you know there are aliens around, you don't want a dog that would bark at anything. You want a dog that doesn't bark at anything so that well, no, when it you barks, do, you know, oh shit, it's the true. aliens now. Or you just ask the people at the shelter, do your dogs bark at aliens? And if they say yes, then <laughs> right, right. I mean, most shelters will tell you that pretty much, right? So it's, it's, <laughs> I believe it's required to be um, disclosed. Yeah, you know. There's, there's a there's an Arlington shelter right near me, and I, and I always drive by, and the sign always says, you know, Welfare League. Yes, we have dogs that sense aliens, and I'm like, well, that's good to know. So yeah. yes, we have dogs. Yes, they sense aliens. So thankfully, yes. Um, so so they buy the gun, they adopt the dog, and then Jesse gets mad because they won't tell him what's going on, and oh, so he rides his bike over to Shelley's house. I'll give you the fun. I thought that was great too. I love the scene where he's buying the gun. And he's telling him, what's the biggest bang for my buck when I'm up close or whatever? And the guy's like, yeah. what are you hunting? <laughs> what are you hunting? Yeah. I love those scenes where I just, I, I love to see, uh, you know, just some mild-mannered guy like this guy trying to go and buy like a firearm. And like, then, it's, it's, so and out then of, again, it's so out of place. I don't know what state they live in, but a lot of states you yeah. don't just go and pick up a gun out of nowhere either. I want to say that. I, exactly. I, I want to say they live in California. I don't really have a reason for that. I feel like I feel I, like California is definitely a state where you're not just going to go pick up a gun. I don't know anything about gun laws, so I, I, I can't tell you that. But I'm yeah. just guessing that California is one where you don't just pick up a gun on a whim. But that's I, that's just a guess. But then again, it is a movie, so let's we can stop complaining about it because it's a movie. So so um so Lacey asks Sammy to promise that when the Sandman comes tonight, he won't listen to him or right. give him anything he wants. That's right. And then Jesse comes home and he asks Daniel, "Is so, it coming tonight?" And so they talk about it. Like Daniel actually talks about it with him. And Daniel asked Jesse not to let his brother out of his sight, no matter what happens. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I want you to keep going because I want I want you to kind of intro my point. Please. Oh, okay, okay. So it's the Fourth of July. <laughs> okay, thank you. There you go. That's all I needed from you. There so you go. <laughs> all I was going to say that's one of my favorite days of the year. And now this movie is gone and made me mad because every now Fourth of July I'm going to think, well, God damn it, are aliens going to show up at my house now? Am I going to be able to have fireworks or am I going to look? barricade myself in my house <laughs> right so we don't do fireworks anymore because our dogs one of our dogs in particular gets so upset by them yeah that dogs she and really freaks not a, out they're not a good mix no they're not. so our fourth of july now consists of sitting at home with the dogs and like making sure they feel okay all right because our neighbors do them so like I, oh so you would right not like us they you would them. you wouldn't want to live next door to me you'd probably call the police on me all night long yeah, we don't call the I police. We just sit with the dogs and and hope they're okay. I light off fireworks for forty five minutes to an hour when I light off fireworks. Of course, it's like my favorite thing in the world. But anyway, I would I definitely be bitter if I had to deal with aliens instead of eating hot dogs and lighting off fireworks. Yeah. So yeah. So they're they're boarded up in their house on the fourth of July, eating dinner quietly alone in the dark. And since they're stuck inside, they decide to watch the fireworks on TV. But the TV goes fuzzy. Mm -hmm. And the dog starts barking. So Nate, another, Lacey, another reason which makes me want to believe that they live in California or the West Coast, because the time change. Think about that when the fireworks go off here on the East Coast, right? Mm -hmm. They're probably watching one of those programs. And if, you know, time change wise, think about that makes sense. Because if it was like 530 okay. or six o'clock and they're having dinner for them, it'd be nine o'clock on the East Coast. Oh, so that would yeah. Be okay. That makes prime sense. Prime time, firework okay. time. 
Okay. And they mentioned they mentioned climbing a mountain also. So that was just those are my random California reasons. That's all I have to base it on. I don't know where okay. I got that from. So all right, I'll take it. I'll I'll go with California. So um, the TV goes funny, fuzzy, the dog starts barking, Lacey grabs a knife and takes the kids upstairs and puts them in one of their bedrooms. And she stands guard outside while Daniel is downstairs with a gun and the dog. Just pointing a gun at the door. And then for some reason, she leaves her post at the door and walks down the hall yeah. and we see a gray behind her. I don't know about if I got that either. Um, so when she gets into the master bedroom, she like goes to look in the master bedroom and the door slams shut behind her. Of course. And she can't get out. And then- downstairs they've got the windows all boarded up and and daniel is like standing looking at a board that's like shaking and the nails just start going tunk, tunk, oh yeah all tunk, the stuff he did and all just and starts, popping yeah, out shooting back at him yeah and the boards fall and a bright line sh- light shines in but apparently um this is from uh this is from close encounters of the third kind mm-hmm. so the screws in a ventilation grill in the ground of Jillian's house move alone. They start unscrewing themselves when a USO, UFO tries to abduct her son. So apparently that's an homage. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so Daniel gets upstairs and he gets the boys and then they all hide. He gets them to the master bedroom and they all hide in there together. Um, and then suddenly the grays are there. And like a lot, like a lot of, them, like a right? lot of them, a lot yeah. of them. And, and Daniel and Lacey disappear and it's just the two boys and Jesse's then suddenly in the house that his mom just was just selling. Um, and Daniel sits on the floor next yeah, to a dead a or that. passed out Lacey or something. There's a lot of that weird, like, is this real or is this a dream kind of moment? Yeah. yeah. And then, so Daniel sits on the floor next to a dead or passed out Lacey. And then he shoots himself in the head. And then Jesse like oh, turns. He's sitting there. Yeah. And he's all bloody. The next room. And he's talking about, I ruined everything. And then he blows. Yeah, I ruined everything. Yeah. He blows his brains that was out. weird. <laughs> Jesse sees Sammy in the next room and Sammy, Sammy runs away. So Jesse goes after him. But he sees Kevin and Shelly watching the porno in one yes, bedroom. Yes, it's just some strange things. Are and happening. then he hears Sammy again. And just as he gets to him, we're back in their house. Yep. And Daniel yells, Jesse. And the greys are surrounding Jesse. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they all disappear. Yep. Um, Jesse and the greys all disappear. So then we cut to the alien expert seeing a newspaper article about parents being suspected in the disappearance of their son. Mm-hmm. And it's got Jesse's photo. And he cuts it out and hangs it on the wall. And then I guess Lacey, Daniel, and Sammy have moved yep. because they're going through boxes and things. Yep. And Lacey um, is going through Jesse's, like a box of Jesse's and she sees, finds all his old drawings. And she sees that several of them are, of like the alien drawings. Mm-hmm. So it was Jesse that the aliens were targeting all along. And then Sammy gets a walkie call and they hear Jesse say, Sammy. At the very and end that's cuts. the end of the movie. Yeah. 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 And that's the end of the movie. So yeah. So, um, so that happened. <laughs> so the, the other thing I noticed about this movie is that the, the plot line mm-hmm. is very much poltergeist sure um thought about that too yeah it's very much poltergeist. Instead, of, instead of ghosts it's aliens <laughs> right it's like very, except i feel like poltergeist is a better movie uh, uh toby hooper is awesome i mean and, and i think so, i think sure. it's better written and the, yeah, the characters I, I, are more believable so that's that's part of why i was like kind of disappointed mm. in this movie okay 
I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a really cool concept to use things that people really say happen to them in alien abduction or alien sighting yeah. um, or alien visitation stories. But I didn't feel like they like it lived up to its potential fully. Okay. That's why I said I was meh about All it. Right. That's a good description of meh. I think that works. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, I, I, I like, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very good. I thought it was, um, I thought there were tense. Mo- so <clears throat> I guess it's interesting to see. I, I don't watch a lot of alien movies. I mean, it's, it's an interesting topic. I have my theories on it. It's fun to like, you know, all the stuff they've been saying the last few years now about the Pentagon saying they actually mm-hmm. do believe in the UFO stuff and, you know, yeah. whatever, that, you know, X-Files stuff, whatever. There aren't a lot of movies like this, though, that, you know, this is like uh, like a real movie. And I mean that in the sense that, like, this is a family and, like, all these horrible things are happening to these people. And, like, they're actually really taking you through these things, like, beat by beat. Like, yeah. And, and, and seeing, like, what it would do to you. Like, if you had these kids, I mean, this, this family has some issues already, as we mentioned the dad's yeah. having problems with, with, with finding a job they've got, you know, and that kind of stuff, stuff like jobs and you no know, having kids, those can ruin marriages, Oh you know, yeah, ruin your marriage. So that was something that was interesting in, in the first place. But then imagine those things happening to you, you know, and not having an answer. Like I said, you and I and other people might have a, a more open mind about this. If these things happen to you or I maybe, but uh, you know, who knows? You, you don't know that until it happens to you. Yeah, watching all these things happen to these people. Um, and these are the things you you do read about that people have said, and then putting and this is all believable. They make this movie like a yeah. believable thing. This isn't some wacky slapstick cheap 70s film. I mean, this is like done well, and you like feel like you said the characters aren't I don't love them, but but I feel for this family, and I'm like, oh my god, ha, ha, what would this do to your life, to your psyche? And your child gets abducted by one of them. How do you explain? How do you talk to the police and say this happened or this happened? Right. You have no, you have no evidence for this stuff. Who are you going to turn to? Who's going to help you? How, how do you get your life right. back when something like this happens to you? I mean, I, I can't even imagine something like this happening to me or someone I know. It's, it's, and, and the thing is, there are millions of people, millions that say this has happened to them. Like this is actually, they say this has happened to them. Um, they're one of the best stories I think is read. I don't know the whole detail. Google. Um, let me see if I explain this right. There was a school, like an elementary school somewhere in Africa. I don't know if it was South Africa. I want to say no, that this is one of the more interesting alien encounters of all time. And these kids were like in fourth or fifth grade. And this is like 20 kids. And apparently there was an UFO like landing or sighting. And all these school children saw this, these aliens, this happened like in the late 80s, early 90s, I think. And this is like a real famous story. Look this up sometime. Um, and, you know, so th- th- this is more the point of just, is this stuff yeah. really, how it really happened? Right. They all say this really happened. This is like a crazy famous story. Um, Josh Gates, if you watch his stuff is awesome. He did a show on this, like a two-part episode on it. So again, I'm not going to get into whether aliens are real or not right now. I don't, I, I can't tell you if I think that or not either, but you know, you hear these stories and then taking a ridiculous, again, I love the idea of taking a ridiculous premise like this because a lot of people yeah. believe this is a ridiculous yeah. premise. Aliens, right. what am I going to watch this for? And really making it real at the end, I was like, damn, you know, so many people say about this stuff. And, you know, this is an inside actual look at like a real deal look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, what if this happened to you? You know, God, that would just, I, I, I truly can't imagine that. So 
I think good job. It, 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 it scared me. I thought it was, I thought it was spooky. I really did. I thought it was good. Yeah, definitely intellectually thinking about like, what yeah. if this stuff actually was happening to me? Like, how would I react? It, 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 it was wasn't creepy. some stupid flying saucer yeah. flying over someone's house with some dumb music. I mean, there were like, no flying saucers. Right. Yeah, exactly. None of the stereotypical stuff really happened. Exactly. So like just this, this, you know, all this um, mental anguish and just all these crazy things happening. This woman losing in eight hours of her, of her day. Mm-hmm. Like this is like deep stuff. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, all right. You want to hear a little bit about aliens, about the, about I mean, the grays? I could, t- oh, if you want to talk about, I'll say we're about the grays, read a book called communion. Yes. I actually okay. am going to mention communion okay, cool. go, just go. briefly, but yes, um, yeah. I have not read it, but it sounds really interesting. It's pretty, um, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably have to read it at some point. So yeah. So gray aliens, uh, sometimes also known as Zeta reticulans. I've never heard of that, but okay. Um, that is apparently like, I guess, where they're supposed to be from. Okay. <laughs> um, they're the most commonly reported species in, yeah. uh, in UFO cases. So their skin is supposed to be gray. That's why they're called that. And they're, they're humanoid. They have those like big round heads and pointy it's, chins. It's the classic alien with the big eyes. head and the giant eyes and the tiny yeah, little Yeah, it's your classic, your yeah. classic, like what you think of as an alien. But, um, they, but that, that's there for a reason because they say that that really is what yeah. people see, yes. And so the the first really like big, um, big story in America that we remember was, uh, was uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Ah, oh, they're in one of my books. So that was the first widely publicized <laughs> yeah. alien abduction. And, and they, but they did stuff like they lost time. They came yes. to with scuffed shoes, ripped clothes. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly where that was. I know it was in 1961. Yeah, very, um, quite a while ago. But they lost like a few hours mm-hmm. um, and their watches stopped. So it's things that you've, you've heard about that are, yeah. that are also some of them in this movie. Um, and then there's also, of course, the Roswell UFO crash of 1947, which we've, we heard about, I think in the eighties, it came out. We all know about that one, right? Who doesn't know about that? So, So. but the origins of the gray alien might actually go back to the late 19th century. So there's a novel called Meta, um, M-E-D-A, Tale of the Future by Kenneth Fallingsby. It was published in 1891. Oh, is he British? I would have said Kenneth Fallingsley. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know if he's British or not. Well, when I hear that um, name, I just, that's how I want to say but it. He, he encountered small gray-skinned aliens with balloon-shaped oh, heads. Yes, Kenneth Fallingsley. Oh, really? Oh, Brother. How droll, Kenneth. Yes, yes. And then in 1893, H.G. Wells... I don't, think, I don't think British of him, but just the other guy. I feel like yeah, he, well, he's not British. So anyways, H.G. No, no. Wells wrote <laughs> The Man of the Year Million, which, okay. um, uh, sorry, he wrote a, it appeared in the article, The Man of the Year Million, and he described these future humans as having no mouths, noses, or hair, and with large heads. And then in 1895, he also depicted both the Morlocks and the Eloi, the successor species to humanity in the time machine. Mm. He predicted, um, depicted both of them in very similar ways. Okay. So, and then they're also, they're represented in the 1987 book Communion by Whitley Stryber. Yep, yep. 
um, Strieber? Striber. I'm not sure I, how you say I'm it. not sure either, but. Um, but his previous works were fiction, but this one he said was nonfiction. And he describes a number of close encounters that he says he experienced with greys and other extraterrestrial beings. It's crazy. Um, of course, the greys are also in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yep. And they're shown as being like benevolent in that. And then the TV show X Files and other books, movies, and TV shows like. Did you ever watch? Uh, did, you, did you ever see V? Do you remember V? Oh, uh, kind of. That, yeah. miniseries, that alien miniseries that was on like back yeah, in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Alien Nation, remember that was on? Yeah, so, yeah. So there's a bunch of, and they're like most commonly depicted. Yeah, that's um, that's your generic looking alien. Yeah. So, so I mentioned the Roswell incident in 1947. So yes. that was. That was sort of brought out in the early 1980s. And then apparently, I had never heard of this, but in 1995, this filmmaker, Ray Santilli, said that he had gotten 22 re reels of 16 millimeter film that depicted the so, autopsy I yeah. so I remember of a I, real gray. He, so I was a kid. It's in quotes on wiki of a real gray. I remember being a kid. And when that came out and they had a big, this phony special on Fox, I was so excited to watch it. I didn't know any yeah. better, but it's all, yeah, it was, it was just it was nonsense. Yeah. So this was, so this was supposed to be an autopsy of a gray alien autopsy. Yep. In, you know, from the 1947 right, incident in right. Roswell, New Mexico. Weather And then in 2006, Weather he said that the film wasn't the original, but oh. that it was a reconstruction created Never. based on the original film. Sure. After the original film was found to have degraded. And he maintained that a real gray had been found in autopsied on camera in 1947. And that the footage released to the public that he released contained a percentage of that original footage. Uh, that just, I, I, I think I tuned you out halfway through because that guy is just full of crap. I mean, that's yeah. So, <laughs> you know what? Then, I don't um, need, all I need to know is if aliens come, call him Will Smith. That's it. Well, and then, and then the Betty and Barney Hill thing, which was, uh, I think we said 1961. Yeah. Something like that. Um, there was a guy, uh, Martin Kottmeyer who wrote an article entirely unpredisposed that suggested that Barney's memories that were revealed under hypnosis, his mm -hmm. memories might've been influenced by an episode of the sci-fi show, the outer limits. I remember when the, they did the a Bolero remake. shield. I remember the remake of that back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that the Bolero Shield episode came out 12 days before his first hypnotic session. That's interesting, I guess. And okay. featured an extraterrestrial with large eyes. Mm, sure. So they it might have been a false memory. We don't okay. know. All right. Um, and their report was was of a scenario that was very similar to the television show in some ways. Okay. So that's my that's my quick alien history lesson <laughs> and i like it okay by the way i found for you um 1994 um it's an uh a school in rua rua r-u-w-a it's in zimbabwe that was okay. where that's where this alien sighting was where these kids like 10 15 kids said they saw an alien like landing oh wow uh, yeah look this up there's a bunch of stuff about it it's it's like for real um so that's, that's the so one I've weird got. so weird yeah i mean you never know about this stuff and it's just um yeah no i thought that um yeah i liked it I and mean, i thought it was kind of spooky and i thought yeah. it was i thought it was well done it was a good topic to take and, and I, I i thought it was okay i mean it definitely was interesting it kept my interest of oh, like yeah. what happened it just didn't like it didn't get me sure and that's you know it, to each their own is every one of these is yeah. different 
Um, you know, I'm sure there's people that probably out there thought it was nonsense, but um, I don't know. Will I watch it again? I, who knows? But I, yeah, it was good. It was definitely enjoyable and I liked it. All right. So next up, we are talking about Tales of Halloween Yay! with a special Halloween. guest, actor and podcaster, Christoph Zajak uh, Denik. Hopefully I said that right, Christoph. You'll have to tell me if I'm right before we uh, record our episode. So the um, we should be talking to him about, he was in Tales of Halloween, which should be really cool yes. um, to talk about. And we'll talk about that and his career in, uh, in horror film and films. And uh, we want to remind you as always to subscribe or follow the podcast, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening so more people can find us. And don't forget, send us your movie suggestions, guys. Send us your movie suggestions and your thoughts on the movies you've watched so far at thescarymovieproject at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thescarymovieproject. Yes. See ya. Measure twice, cut once. The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.